Thanks for joining us for the Ellensburg Foursquare Sermon of the Week. We'd love to have you join us for a Sunday morning worship service at 10 a.m. Sunday at 906 East Mountain View in Ellensburg. Find out more about Ellensburg Foursquare and the variety of programs we offer for kids to adults at ellensburgfoursquare.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you. We have been going through uh, Ephesians, and um, I'm going to I'm going to make a backup and make a run at the things we've gone through. It's like when you're sledding down the hill, you know, you're building a new trail, and then you back up and you go back over the stuff you've gone through. Um, um, starting the very book, the very beginning of the book, um, chapter one, Paul starts off by telling us. Uh, get to the right scripture. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who's blessed us in heavenly realms with spiritual blessings. He talks about how God has chosen us, how we've been predestined. The, the heart of this opening of the Scripture is God loves you. And I know for some of us that's like, you know, kind of like, yeah, okay, okay, God loves us. But it's actually getting, getting that inside of us is the, is the challenge. And so he's go, he, he really weaves it over and over. And God loves you. He chose you. He has a plan for you. This is all going somewhere. And then he, then he transitions to, in Christ we have complete access to God. It's not just like God loves you like His you know, kind of semi-disabled you know, dog who, you know, like, oh, it's cute, I keep it around. It's like, no, actually, He has brought us into His presence in Christ Jesus. That we have full access to God through Jesus that, 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 that then in Christ, we actually have authority over all the powers of the universe. All of the dark, evil forces of the world that in Christ, we are seated in heavenly places above those, those positions of darkness. That our hearts have been united with Him and that as we walk with Him, we have authority over what's going on in our world. Then he goes on to talk about how in Christ, heaven and earth, this, is, this, this comes, um, it's an, I actually didn't, didn't highlight this when I, was, when I was preaching on it, but it's very interesting. Um, verse 10 in chapter 1, to, put every, it put, to be put into effect, here I'll back up to the beginning of the this, this sentence, with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when time reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. This, I, this vision that Paul is saying, look, we are in Christ, and as heaven and earth comes together in us, God is in fact reaching out to take all of heaven and earth and unite it in Christ in wholeness. This vision of the world that says, look, the world is going to get repaired. It's going to be all fixed, and it's going to be all fixed in Christ. That this is the vision of where we've come from. This is where we're going. We, we started in the garden, and it fell apart. 
But through what Jesus has done on the cross, everything in heaven and earth is going to be united in Christ Jesus. It's all going to get fixed. So then he, then he proceeds to talk about how this, there's this great mystery that is being unraveled. It's being, being shown in Christ. And that is the beginning place of us being united with God, seated with Christ in heavenly places, our hearts and our minds connected to Him, then translates out into Jews and Gentiles, this dividing wall of hostility among all people, that as we come into Christ, there is a unity of us in Christ, that we connect with Him, that we belong with Him, not just in an individual spirituality sort of way, like me and Jesus connected, but it's us being united together, the church, as one body. That we get united together. And this is where um, I want to pick up. And I'm gonna, I want to sh- just show you a little video because, well, here, I'll read the passage that we're going to look at today. This is the very end of um, chapter 2. We're starting in verse 19. So chapter 2, uh, verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, also members of his household, built on the foundation of apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. So he's, he's made really clear, we are loved by God. He, is, he has a plan for us. He's predestined us. He went out of his way to adopt us and make us his own. He seated us with Christ in heavenly places. He is uniting us together. He's torn down the things that would divide us from being one people. And then it start, it's culminating in this vision of temple language. It's this idea that we have become the temple of God. We not, not this building, but we, the people of God, are the temple of God. Now, temple language is really, I mean, it's laced throughout the Old Testament. But it's a thing that's a little bit mysterious. And I, I came across this video um, that I think does a very, very great job of, drawing, of quickly going from old to New Testament vision of temple. So uh, Denise is going to show us this, this video and uh, I think it will um, enlighten us and I'll, I'll build on it from where we go from here. Uh, our sound guy is not here. Oh. Yay! If you can go back to the city of Jerusalem during the Bible the biggest thing you see is the temple. This beautiful building was designed by King David and built by King 
So, have you ever skated? Have you ever hit a new physical temple? Uh, not exactly. What we see is a renewed cosmic temple, just like Genesis 1. And this new creation doesn't need a temple building, because through Jesus, all creation is now the place where God rests and rules the world with his people. Awesome. So I mean, there's just there's so much. There's that, those videos are so dense in terms of the the theology and the picture we get from Scripture. So I'm going to just review just a little bit because it it goes right into where Paul is Paul is taking us. This idea that when God started the universe, when He started Eden, when He put man and man and woman there, that was a picture of temple. It's heaven and earth come together. God with His people, ruling, using them, raising them up to rule, to expand Eden on earth. I mean, the whole world wasn't the garden. The garden was the garden. And the world had continued to have chaos. And His command of Adam and Eve was, was to rule, to bring dominion, to do what God had already done in creating Eden, to expand it out. And you know, as the video shows, Adam and Eve fall, that the temple is, in fact, destroyed. Sin enters in. The, the desire to go, no, God, I'll do it my way. Right? Things we, we all have experience with. God, I'll do it my way. And then this, the picture, the part that was very illuminating for me is recognizing, oh, the temple is the place where the, the creation of the tabernacle, the building of the tabernacle, the building of the temple itself is the place where in the minds and the hearts of the Hebrew people, they understood heaven and earth overlapped. That there's this, there's this place in the Holy of Holies that is a renewal of the garden. And there was an opportunity, with, particularly with uh, King Solomon, when the, when the garden and uh, the, the temple opens up this idea that maybe King Solomon, the son of David, was the son of David, right? There was already prophecy about this, the, the, that there would be a Messiah to come that would rule and he would be a, the son of David. God makes his promise to David. And so here we have the temple, heaven and earth come together, overlapping. I mean, Second Kings talks about, I mean, I'm sorry, First Kings talks about the Spirit of God coming into this temple so intensely that they, they couldn't operate. Like they had to, like things paused because God was clearly living in that space, like the beginning of heaven and earth returning, like Eden. Ah, and here we have the son of David, the guy who builds the temple. But then, son of David number one goes ahead and builds his own palace. And it's he spends more time and money on his own palace than he does the temple. And then he starts to get involved in other, in, 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 in other women that pull his heart away. And that temple begins to slide. Even with the leadership of Israel. Slides down. And ultimately, to where God is like, in Ezekiel, it talks about the Spirit leaving the temple. There's just this really sad, I mean, it's just so heartbreaking to see God withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing from this temple. And as the video does a good job, when that temple is destroyed 
And even though a new temple is built and God wants him to build this new temple, it never, it, it doesn't, it, it's corrupt. And that question is hanging out there. God, what are you going to do? And then he comes as the temple in Jesus. He comes and in Jesus says, look, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up again. He's being clear like, no, I'm it. I, I mean, think about it. Jesus was heaven and earth come together. The Garden of Eden was in Jesus. He was fulfilling the original command to Adam and Eve to go, even as He's healing and He's bringing light and life everywhere He goes. The river of life is inside of Him. The tree of life is Him. And then He goes and, and dies, rises again, and then we see the Spirit of God come on in, in Pentecost. Come and fill the people of God. These tongues of fire filling them up. That The Spirit of God then is dwelling inside the people of God. That when we receive Jesus, when we say, Jesus, I want to turn from my sins. I want You. I want to follow You. I'm giving my life to You. There is, in fact a little part of our heart, a place inside of us. I don't know how this works, but heaven and earth overlap in us. We become the temple of God. Now for some of us, we be, we, you know, it's like, I mean for all of us, really, when we, when we, as that begins, there's all, like that space inside of our spirit is is small. I mean, I honestly the analogies. I don't know if spatial reference is a good way to talk about it. It's all just analogy, right? I don't. I I I kind of get clogged up in my brain and how to best talk about it because they all have limits. But somehow heaven and earth is inside of me. Like Eden has begun inside of you. God has God's presence is there, and even more so. So. As Paul, as Paul is working on this, he's like, look, this is why the dividing wall of hostility has been torn down. This is why there's no place for cultural fighting among us. Even, even though you know, Jew and Gentile are coming together and they have all of these like, lo logistical problems about how things are going to be done and what the rules are, as they come together in Christ, there is a new unity of heaven and earth overlapping inside of them. And as they come together, as we come together, we form the temple of God. It's not just individual. In fact, as Paul says here, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. Not you individually, but you. We aren't foreigners and strangers. We Gentiles are a part of the same family. It's why we can study the Old Testament, read about Abraham and say, Abraham is our father. We can, we can read about David and what David does and say, we have a share in the victories of Israel for us. Because we're a part of that same family. Jesus brought us into that. We're God's people and also members of God's household. That's where the, the temple language begins. Like we, we're a part of this family 
that's God's, that's the, the, the favorite of God is us. It's all of humanity now through Christ Jesus. In Him, the whole building is joined together and rising to become a holy temple in the Lord. There's something that happens as we come together to worship, as we are united, that the Spirit of God is in us, and, but there's something about us together here right now that more reflects that heaven and earth space than we're just, when we're just alone. I don't, I don't understand exactly how it works. And I don't think it's just when we're worshiping. I mean, though worship is, worshiping with music is, of course, amazing. It's, it, I mean, I think Augustine said, when, when I sing, when we sing, we pray twice. There's something, there's an offering that's happening as we come together and give our hearts in unity. There's a unifying around music and song. But it's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. It's broader than that. That as we come together in fellowship, as we share our lives, there is a repair of the brokenness of sin and darkness and evil in our world in, in us. And I, we, let's admit it, it's a little bit ridiculous. Because if you think about it, I mean, we're, we're nothing special, right? I mean, we, we know that as we come and we, we interact with one another, we have complaints and we get offended and we, people annoy us. And it's, it's hard sometimes to be together. And our flesh, the, the old broken parts, the places where Eden has not yet been restored in us, rub up against one another. And I think it's like, the, like what we were talking about with the news. It becomes another place where the enemy goes, see, it's not true. See, it's not true. See, your brothers and sisters, they really are, they're, they're no better or you're no better than, than anybody else. It's all, there's no, there's, no, there's no temple in you at all. And yet, in Christ Jesus, the very same faith for the grace that saved us that we access through faith is the road of recognizing we are the temple of God. That we need to engage with that in our hearts that as we look at one another, you're not just a dude, you're not just some gal, that you, the, the Spirit of God Himself dwells inside of you. And as we come together, there is somehow an increasing of space here on earth in which God's presence dwells among us. I don't, and I don't think it's all just uh, numeric. Like, if we were, just, if we were a church of 10,000, we would see so much more of God than if we were a church of 100. Or 25. I don't think it works like that. But there's, there is something about us, the coming together part. Right? That you, we can come together without coming together. In other words, it's the engagement of faith in a, in a, as we unite with one another that is the same way we access the grace by faith is the same way we access the reality of God's presence with us. And what does that faith look like? I think it looks like, well, first off, just making a priority of saying, I want to be with God's people 
I want to engage with God's people in the name of Jesus, expecting that God is going to do something in us and in me. That, that is the gateway to it. Now, what, you could come to church for a lot of reasons, like religious or social, or, you know, there's a lot of difference, but the only one that is actually engaging in the temple is when we come in faith, believing that God is going to meet us because He's in me and He's in us as we come together. And that as we do that, He, His presence, His reality is growing our soul. That is where the power and the clarity to both pray for the sick, to engage the world in love and compassion that's not just me being trying to be a good guy, but is the, what is the work of God engaged in the world? Because we are the household of God. His very presence dwells inside of us. I mean, in the, in the temple that Solomon built, the Holy of Holies, the very core center of the, of, the, of the intensity of God Himself dwelt there. And Scripture is telling us right here, is saying that we are being built together with the very presence of God. That same presence is in us individually and somehow mystically, mysteriously, corporately, we come together and the Holy of Holies is in our midst. He is here. Dwelling among us. Thank you. And as you're making this up, this is the promise of God that He is with us. And the way to access, to have our eyes opened is through faith, engaging. God, show me. God, show us Yourself. We want to see Your face. We want to be aware of Your presence. God, would You show us Your glory? I mean, one of these days I'm going to do, we're going to to get into Moses and this whole Moses experiencing the glory of God. But that same glory is available to us as we come together in faith. God, we want to see You. I want to see You reflected in my brother and my sister. I want to hear Your voice speaking through Your Word and speaking through You in us. In one another. Are you hungry for that? Right? That's, that's what church is all about. That's why, I mean, i, I got to tell you, I'm wrestling with this. The, the thing everybody's doing right now is church online, uh, Facebook church. I get that, and I get, you know, if we were a big, you know, if we were bigger, we wouldn't even be allowed to meet right now. I get it that these, these are unique times and that we need to find creative ways to continue to worship. I, I, get, I get that. And I don't want to be a Luddite who's pushing against technology. But, I don't ever want to come to the place where we decide a, a virtual church experience is, is enough. Maybe it needs to be, you know, 20s and 30s. And, you know, if we can't come together, we're meeting in homes. That that's as church. I mean, I went through a season where my life group was the richest part of church I had all week. It was the sustaining place for me. 
And if you're finding that right now, I'm not offended in the least. I'll just say, you better get your butt in life group then. Right? If that's the place where the Spirit of God is meeting you, don't be going, oh man, it's been such a long day. I just want to sit home and have a glass of wine and watch a little Bachelor. You've got to be kidding me. Could you like inject yourself with more toxins? Right? I mean, come on. If we're the place where God is moving, where the body of Christ is coming together, has got to be the place where we say, that's where I want to be. That's a priority for me. And I believe God is doing that among us here. But as, as it shifts, and sometimes, you know, we go through seasons, right? But we got to come, and it, it, once again, this is not a formula like, you know, it's, we're, we're in the church building, so we are being, we're, you know, we're the temple. No, we're being built in the temple by faith. So it's why when Free comes up here and he's, there, there's an opening, you know, in the old school, we call it a call to worship. Inviting people in. Come and give your heart. If you sit of heart passive engaging, and not just in song, it starts in song, but in, in the Scripture, in the prayer, in the process, if, as your heart is passive engaging, there's, there's a reduction of your ability to engage in the temple building that God is doing and how and why they got and I, what so I want to balance that I recognize there are times you come in and just getting here is like takes all the faith you got I get it I've been there I mean there was a season where I would fall asleep. I'd come to church and I'd fall asleep because I was so tired I mean I was just worn out and I felt the blessing of like God God was not mad that I was sleeping in church that's not the kind of thing I'm talking about, right? When, when you come and you've just given everything you've got, you're here.